Blog Talk Radio. Hello.
everybody, this is Ravenda with MZN Indie Radio on this Saturday evening, right before Mother's Day, and we have a pleasant surprise in the house for us today, uh, our special guest, Mr. Ricky Jules. You just heard a new song by Brandy featuring um, Laka Akeem. Um, it's a song called Camouflage. It's brand new by Brandy. Um, hopefully we can get her on the show in the near future. We are uh, collecting a lot of people who are doing new releases right now, so um, stay tuned uh, for your special, uh, you know, episode uh, featuring your favorite artists, and keep in mind that you can always download that to keep for your own private collection of those songs until you get that album. Um, I want to talk about our guest today, uh, Mr. Ricky Jules, and he is a producer, a songwriter, and a rapper, and he's from Denver, Colorado. He is a really talented person, and he's been doing this for quite some time. He started at such an early age um, and even having piano lessons at the age of five, writing songs by the time he was six. And, of course, when you have a prodigy like that, you know, they're destined for greatness. So he's been uh, performing for family and friends for quite some time until he started going out with other folks to learn some more things about the music that is out there now that he's heavily involved in. So what Let's just go shoot in the future with Ricky in 2004 when he started focusing more on just the music. And then he started doing a lot of battles so he can get a name for himself. He even had a crew of his own, and then he kind of went his own way. And he's been recording ever since. He's recorded more than 225 songs. And uh, right now he is uh, here with us to talk about what's going on in his music life. And we want to welcome you to the show. Ricky, are you there with us on the line? Yeah, I am. It's glad to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Are you ready for Mother's Day? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely ready. I still got some last-minute shopping I need to do, actually. <laughs> well, you know, you got to take care of Mama because Mama's always your best supporter. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Number one fan. Yeah. I mean, this is that time of year. You know, we do this every year, and then, of course, next month is for the daddies. But uh, Mama kind of brought it to life, so that's the one that's most important right now. So I'm glad that you are doing your shopping, doing your thing for Mama. Um, now, is is all of your family, like, still, you know, very supportive of you and what it is that you do now? Uh, Yeah, like, my whole family supports me. They're real proud of everything that I'm doing and everything that I've accomplished up until now. They just... They just keep pushing me forward, hoping that I get get even better, you know, achieve more great things than what I'm at right now. Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad that you got involved because we do need really good producers like you. So let's go back in time a little bit. I did kind of give a brief overview of how you got started, but uh, how is it that somebody at such a young age of five or six is already interested in writing songs? Like, uh, I used to just always watch, like, Soul Train and stuff like that with my parents, and um, it just made me want to do something like that because I always liked music. I always liked to watch music videos, like to listen to records, CDs, tapes, and then I just decided, like, I could give it a try, you know, see if I could rhyme some words. So as soon as I could really write anything is when I really started writing lyrics down, and I didn't have any beats or anything for it, but I would just write lyrics, and then just, uh, I remember I used to stand on this tin can and uh, rap to my parents when I was, like, probably six or seven years old. 
and that's pretty much where it all started. Wow. Wow. So you were you were rapping. Now, did you have other people rapping with you? Is that when you started putting together a little crew? Um, I didn't really start putting the crew together until maybe maybe around seventh or eighth grade. That's when people would, would start to bring me around, like my older friends would bring me around and let me just chill in the studio with them. And uh, they'd let me, sometimes they'd let me get on the track and I believe when I was 13 is the first time I really made my breakthrough on the tracks, and people would just tell me, like, yeah, you, you really got something, so we should really build something with you. And so that's when I really started my team. Wow. So tell me, um, you know, what what people were inspiring you as far as, like, rappers and other musicians at that tender age? Um, When I first started, it was really, like, Dr. Dre, Snoop, um, Tupac, people like that because I used to I used to always steal my uncle's CDs and he was always listening to a lot of those guys so that's just what I was listening to like the early Jay-Z stuff and Nas and stuff like that that's what really got me started wow now did you start off by just kind of like repeating what they were saying or did you kind of do like some other kids I know they would just take you know um, the music the instrumental and just put their own thing to it did you do that as well yeah, I used to, as soon as I found out that the, the CD singles came with the instrumental on there, I used to just always rap on everybody's instrumentals and just record them on tape on my little uh, karaoke machine that I used to have. <laughs> and that's probably when I was about maybe eight or nine. I still got videos from it and all that. But, yeah, I just used to get instrumentals and just do my thing on there, you know, whatever I felt like I should say. <laughs> well, that's how it starts. You know, a lot of people have done that and are still doing that. And mm -hmm. uh, you probably could probably make a lot of money with those videos if you put them out now. <laughs> <laughs> they might make it on a comedy website, too. You know, they might throw me on TMZ <laughs> or something like that if I do that. <laughs> One of those, this is your life. <laughs> yeah, before you were you type of things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now, um, did you ever get a chance to perform or do any work with any of those people that you you were admiring? Um, I haven't worked with all of the people that I've wanted to. You know, I've worked with a few. Like, my, my favorite rapper is Fab, uh, Fabulous. So as soon as I got to do the Money Chasers track with him in 08, that was like, that was like a big accomplishment for me. I felt like it couldn't get any bigger than that. And then it just kept progressing since then. Wow. Wow. So um, when did you start writing for other people, you know, like well-known artists? Um, when I started trying my hand at the writing, I'd say I just started that recently, maybe within the last year and a half, two years maybe, because I remember I wrote my first, my first song for somebody besides myself. I wrote it the week of Valentine's Day of uh, 08. And then ever since then, I just felt like I could, I could do it because it seemed pretty easy to me, and people liked what I wrote, so I thought it was something that I could do, another calling maybe, you know. Yeah. Was it pretty lucrative for you when you started doing that? Um, it, it was at the time for, for what I was doing, you know, because I hadn't really been getting paid for writing for other people, but then when somebody offered me some money for the track that I wrote, that's when, 
it really started to pick up for me and thought that I could really do something with it if it's paying me, you know. Oh, of course. Of course. So um, let me put on one of the tracks that you have out now. Um, uh, Let me pull that up very quick. I want everybody to hear it now. Tell me about the track uh, Jealous. Jealous. All right. That that song originally started off as um it was like a freestyle track really because I I was just getting into a new mode where I just wanted to start freestyling everything and that was the first song that I uh, that I tried it out with or one of the first songs that I tried it out with and it originally was just me and then I was showing it around to my friends and they were like oh that would be a hot track you know if you threw Gucci on there that kind of sounds like something Gucci would be on so I was like all right I'll talk to my manager see what we can do and then, uh, you know, pulled a couple strings and then ended up getting him on the track. Thus, the the single Jealous was born, and it's it's taken off pretty good, actually. It's getting a lot of good responses, you know. Wow, wow. Well, we're going to go ahead and put it on for ourselves and um, so our audience can enjoy it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we are here with um, Ricky Jules. He is a very well-known producer and songwriter and rapper. And this is Jealous featuring Gucci Mane. Sun do. Sun do. 
Born cool, catch up, GC relic. Just my lifestyle, make my haters so jealous. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Ex girl had an attitude, overzealous. Drop the bitch ass for a model, now she jealous. Okay. Okay. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And I got a model bitch cause my old chick crazy hey. Red and orange diamonds got me looking so lazy hey. I'm made back, laid back, feeling so lazy yeah. Rock on my middle finger, stand for fuck you, pay me yeah. I'm watching rock and roller and my Dolce and Cabana Jordan's on my toes, Jojo on my timer Call clothes, toes, bank rolls, bring vagina Got a nice light, piece of eyes, looks like she's from China She roll my weed up and she smoke a few with me yeah. And we pop bottles, then fuck yeah. Buy me everything, so I call that bitch Trixie on my job, can't get her off my cup like dick Ex-girl Twitter update, say she jealous Damn. But I'm with my new chick, so ain't shit, she can tell us no. Should've played a role, instead of acting all stupid Bought her ass a few Chanel's, now she got to recoup Born cool, catch up, GC relish hey. Just my lifestyle, make my haters so jealous Okay, okay. it's okay Ex-girl had an attitude on the velvet Dropped a bitch ass for a model, now she's jealous Okay, okay. okay. I'm okay Word up, I'm okay Yeah Yeah Chill, baby I'm okay And it's okay Yeah Save this out Right now, I like that. That was hot. That was hot. Thank and you. then it looks to me like our audience likes it too. Wow. So now you you did all the production on that yourself? Yeah, I did the production on there, you know, all the arrangements. I engineered the track, everything. Wow, you are definitely a talented man. Oh, wow. thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Now, do you have anybody else that you're, um, you know, working on something with right now that, you know, um, we have to look forward to? Um, you can look forward to, I got I got some more joints coming out with Lloyd. I have the Ride It Out track out with Lloyd right now. And then me and City Hayes got a track with Lloyd called The City. That's coming soon. And um, I got the track with The Game coming out pretty soon you know we we got a lot of features in the works we're trying to get a lot of features done for this uh for this ep we're trying to drop pretty soon so you know just just stay tuned y'all are y'all are gonna see some good music coming from me cool i'm working on an interview that i'm trying to get scheduled now with lloyd and city hayes i've been trying to get city hayes for a minute um he had uh, a few songs that i've been pretty much promoting lately and um I like that song that Lloyd has out with Mystical, so I'm trying to get both of them on the show at the same time if it's possible. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I miss Mystical. I like him, and um, that 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 new song is is really really good because it to me sounds like something that he would do when he get out of jail. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me free. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is there anybody um, that you haven't worked with yet that you are looking forward to working with? Like um, maybe you're in the talks of doing something with them? Um, let's see. 
Say that little Wayne or. Uh, um, yeah, I'm. We got. I'm. I'm trying to work with uh like T Pain, Kanye. Um, we we got some collabs with those coming soon too, and uh, I really want to work with the likes of like Ryan Leslie, Coldplay. You know, like Chester French, cool. a lot of rock people. You know, just to bring our style together and see what kind of stuff we can make. Well, I think you got a nice flow with that, so I, I can hear you know, some rock compilation going on in there that that would be really hot. So yeah. please keep me in touch with that because I like it when styles mix together. Uh, it just adds more energy to the song. And how about um girls? I mean, you got any um any desires to have, you know, the latest female rappers on your tracks? You know, I, I would love to do a track with, with Nicki Minaj, you know, of course. I would love to do that. I think that would be a hot track, you know, um, I've been trying to work with Lady Luck also, you know, because I respect what she's doing. She's been doing her thing for a long time as well. And I would, I also want to do a track with uh, with Sierra. I think that would definitely be be a hot track made. We we trying to get that worked out right now. But you know, if it, if it happens, then you know you're gonna definitely have to play that on your show. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm about the the female rappers. I'm actually doing um a special this month to celebrate, you know, the month of mothers and mothers daughters and sisters and mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm going to have some um some major female rappers and um I mean, I'm talking old school, you know, like Spinderella and Sugar T and MC oh, okay. Light and um some other ladies that I have on. Um also going to um bring in some other people in the industry, like, you know, certain producers and, um, you know, publicists and people like that. Like, women are pretty much trailblazing these days, so especially women of color. So we're going to yeah. celebrate them. And uh, I, I will grab Nikki up, too, at some point. And at she some can point, sit yeah, still. She's going to have me rolling, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. She's she a character. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, has any of your your work been featured in any movies or any you know any anything like that commercials and stuff? Um, we're we're working on getting a couple of my a couple of my tracks placed into this independent film. I'm not sure what the title is, but as far as I know, I have about three tracks placed in the movie. And once I have more info, then I can go into more depth about it. But we're definitely trying to go even further with that, you know, major feature films, video games, you know, TV, commercials, all that. We, we're trying to do it all. Oh, yeah, because it's a lot of money in there when you do your licensing and you get it out there. Could you, um, and we have a lot of up-and-coming, you know, um, artists, in the indie artists, and a lot of people want to get some information on how to get into business and the best way to do it. Should they go to majors? Should they stay independent or whatever? And they don't really know the details of the, the hardships or the benefits of, you know, either or. So can you kind of give us a little bit of, you know, information on how it was for you and what you would suggest people do, new people do? Um, I would I would say like this. It's really not as easy as everybody may make it seem. And as easy as they may make it look, you know, and how it sounds, it's really hard. You have to you have to work hard for yourself, because at the end of the day, if you don't work hard for you, other people don't want to really work hard for you either, because you have to believe in yourself the most, and that's gonna make other people believe in you also. So as long as you have like 
a strong a strong team with you and a bunch of people that support you, then everything else can fall into place as long as you stay consistent, you stay hard working, you know. If you stay busy and you don't sleep when everybody else is sleeping and you up working all hours of the night, it's it's only gonna bring success to you, you know. But as far as um majors and independent, I say Major is a good look if you go the right route, if you have the right contract negotiations and all that, because a lot of major deals can, can leave artists broke. You know, like the contract may sound good, but if you read it in between the lines, you, you might be stuck, you might be trapped, and then they own you for X amount of years, you know. But the independent thing, that's an easier market, but it's also difficult because you don't have the major people that are backing you and pushing your stuff out there. So it's pretty much you and your management and your your PR and all that as a circle that's pushing your stuff instead of a label, just pushing it to TV, radio, et cetera. But, you know, I'm I'm taking the independent major, getting the best of both worlds, so we'll just see how we can go from here. But for everybody that's trying to get in here, just keep keep working, stay focused, and let nobody tell you you can't do anything. That's right. Now, what are some of the challenges that you faced when you were getting involved, like from the beginning? Um, I'd say whack contracts. Like that's that's the main thing that people was was throwing at me. Like people would tell me, like, yeah, you have the talent, you know, I want to sign you. And if you're an eager artist, you'll you'll just go ahead and sign it without looking. But I've gone through maybe four or five contracts from people just offering me contracts and. I've had to turn them down, even though they might have been with some good people, but they were they were trying to rob me, you know. They, they wanted to keep all my royalties, you know, all my publishing. And as a producer and a writer, that that would pretty much leave me broke. So that that was the most complicated thing. And maybe even, maybe even getting my music out there from being from Colorado because we don't really get looked at as far as the music scene goes. So that was a real difficult factor as well, but... Thank God for the internet to get my music out. Oh, absolutely. Now, what what kind of um, things are you looking for in the contract that is something that other people should be looking for? Um, just make sure your splits are are good, you know, because you don't want to you don't want an eighty twenty split and you're the one getting the twenty percent, you know, because mm-hmm. they they might fool you into thinking that yeah you're gonna get all this money, you're going to keep this, you're going to get paid at this time, your advance will be all this, but they're also hiding that you're going to have to pay back your advance, whatever your advance was. And not only that, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to look at your show money that you're getting, you know, like your show money, your, your royalty money, because they'll take out heavy percentages, percentages of that, and you might not even notice because you're just so focused on that advance and the signing money. Because the contracts are, are way deeper than your advance check and what they're signing you for. It's it's a lot of long-term stuff that they can jerk you for in the end. You don't you don't even really want to go for like a, a 70-30 split. You just want to get as much of your stuff. You want to own as much of your stuff as you can, really. You don't want the label to own over half of what you're, of what you're making, pretty much. So as long as as long as your percentages are right and your split is cool and they're not stealing from you, they're getting what they're deserved and you're getting what you're deserved and what you've earned, then everything is good. 
Now I've heard some some people being offered sixty forties with the favor being in uh the artist's hands. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? You know, that it's good. You know, it that is definitely something that I would probably buy into maybe depending on what what surrounds that sixty forty. Because that could be that could be a lot of stuff that that's going into that sixty forty. Like if it's for my publishing and they want sixty forty. I don't. I don't know if I could settle for that for my publishing. But if it's for like sales or something like that, then I could probably settle for the sixty forty. But as far as my publishing and like my rights and royalties, I need I need seventy or eighty because right. I do all my stuff by myself, and there's nobody else contributing to a lot of the music that I make. Therefore, I would want to make most of my money, the majority of my money. That's right, and a lot of people don't think about it that way. No, not at all. It took me years to figure out this stuff from failed contracts, et cetera, and you just have to live and learn. But for those out there who haven't lived that, just learn it from what I'm telling you and don't just dive into that one contract. Just wait it out. There might be even better ones the next day, the next week, next month, whatever. It might not be ASAP, but there's definitely better offers out there if you – if you feel that you're worth something, just go for what you feel you're worth. Don't settle. That's right. Now, um, I, I know a lot of people have been faced with a lot of things when they made back deals with contracts. And um, do you know of anybody that's experienced anything like that and had a hard time getting out of the contract? Um. Me, personally, I don't know anybody who's had a, a tough time with that. Fortunately, I've been around people who – I've had lawyers always reviewing their contracts and stuff like that. These are the people that put me on game, you know. So I've always been surrounded with people that were already successful and already knew the best ways to be that, you know, without getting jerked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've noticed a lot of artists that, um, especially artists from the past, before everybody was really aware of how the major labels are handling deals. And um, I know a lot of artists in just about every genre of the business um, lost out on a lot where the music that we might be still jamming to, you know, from back in the day, like those artists are still not getting any benefit from us buying that music, you know, Mm -hmm. because the uh, labels have taken over so much um, property in that project that they get everything and that other person is suffering and has to depend on the shows that they do and any new music that they have on on a more independent basis. Um, How do you feel about something like that? Like what is your, your, your opinion about the industry when it does something like that to somebody? Like I feel like it's not, it's not solely, you know, the 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 label's fault, you know, because it can also be the artist's fault for not digging in deeper to find out exactly how much of their song the label owns or whatever and how many, how many points they get off of that song, off of every sale and stuff like that. Because some people might just go in there with the mindset of, I just want this record deal, I just want to get my songs out, but then at the same time your songs will be out and you're not getting any money, and you're wondering why you're broke because you didn't read between the lines, and your contract says you only get, like, 14% of all your royalties or something like that, you know? And that's and that's how a lot of people's music just gets, just gets out there, but they don't get any money. And that's how a lot of people can get it confused about a lot of artists. They might think that a lot of artists, 
maybe just filthy rich because they have X amount of singles out or whatever, but a lot of people didn't didn't review their contracts well enough and they're stuck, just tied in, mm-hmm. and they have to continue making music because it's in their contract. Right. So really, bottom line is do your homework, get educated. Do your homework, get an attorney, get a lawyer. You know, if you have prepaid legal, they'll read up to 10 pages of any contract for you for free. So just just be smart. You know, don't don't dive into anything. Check people's background, too. Check out Google people. You know, you never know who you might be working with. Just Google people. They might be they might be a fraud or they might be somebody worth really working with. So just check people's background. Do your homework. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people um, you don't necessarily have to go into somebody who is like a major player, per se, just because of their name, because it could be reasons why they're so filthy rich or whatever you want to call it to be in that industry. It's just the way they handle their business. So sometimes mm-hmm. you just kind of go a little bit out of the circle to find somebody that, that could be loyal to you and somebody that's honest and, and you know, everything is laid out on the table for you. So mm-hmm. you, you don't automatically assume that person is going to be the best just because they seem to be so successful. You know, exactly. some people are successful and don't have to brag about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I have a question from our chat room. That's right. You know, I tell people that all the time when I'm trying to help them out. So uh, I have a a question coming in from the chat room. They want to know if there's any song out there that you wish you were the one who wrote. That I wish I wrote. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one, that I wish I wrote. It, I used to feel that way about the about the best I ever had joint. I used to feel that way because I used to always I, I talked to females that exact same way, but I never I never had put it in a rhyme form. And then when I heard that song, I was just like, exactly, like I I would have said something just like that. But no, that's that's what music is for. People can relate to it. I'm sure I'm not the only person who probably thought that, but that's that's one of the main ones that sticks out to me. Now, I have a question for you. When you are deciding upon creating a new song, what components do you do you put personally into that song? You know, what what is it that you need to be inspired by to come up with that song? Um, well, usually I'll just the, my my theory is I do what the beat says do. So, if if somebody sends me a beat and it's it has like a darker emotional feel like like heartache or whatever, then I might I might dive into my thoughts of when I may have been hurt by a female or if I've done a female wrong or something like that and then just go off of there. Or sometimes if it's my song, if I'm making the beat, I'll, I'll think of the title while I'm making the beat and then I'll just base my content, like the lyrics, off of what I titled it. So it, it all depends, but the things that most inspire me is, is life. So a lot of my songs are just life. Now, is there a song out there that you would consider your favorite that's being played now or something from the past? Um, my favorite my favorite would be Rule the World, um, and that's on the R Word, the R Word mixtape that's out right now. That'll, that's probably my favorite track, probably Rule the World, and um, this track I have called Don't Be, or To Be Loved off of my um, Rebel With a Cause. 
that that's probably one of my favorites. Those are my top two, in my opinion. Okay. And they're both kind of from the okay. same time. Now, who are your favorite um, groups or or musicians outside of hip hop and rap? Um, Coldplay is up there for a top. I really like their music a lot. Um, I like like Rolling Stones. You know, I listen to a lot of pop rock a lot of the time, so I like. Chester French, people like that. Like DA as an as an artist, you know, I work with him. I appreciate all the stuff that he does in his music and stuff like that. You know, I like a lot of like electro, like techno, stuff like that. Like Lady Gaga, I'd love to work with Lady Gaga one day on a track. Mhm. I like to see her work on a uh, uh, a track that's mostly hip hop. I would love yeah, to see like her more transition urban, into yeah. that. Yeah, I will because I I've listened to her sing, and I like the song she did with Beyonce, the video phone. Like just listen to her sing, I can hear that she has some like you know urban flow in there that she could probably do an R and B song. And uh, I would like to see her do that because when Pink came out and Pink started getting into you know on some R and B, I think she did better at that than she did rock. The rock, she's just to me just screaming a lot. But mm-hmm. when she really gets down to doing acoustic stuff and and really putting into some some actual soul and emotion, I think she has a lot of talent to do a lot of R and B. And you know that's just not my field, but you know yeah. uh, it's nothing and you know and for personal reasons of her being who she is, I just can see the talent beyond what she presents to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Now, um, we have another question from the chat room, and they wanted to know, how do you feel about um, comparisons of you and Drake? Oh, man, that's that's like the topic that I get hit with all the time. But I feel like, um, Drake's a great artist, you know. We're we're both artists. I feel like he just came out before me, you know. That's that's all it is. They just heard him before they heard me, and so people say we sound similar or have similar, you know, ways that we say words or something. But I feel like I'm I'm making my music for content. I'm not making my music to emulate anybody's tone, any anybody's sound or whatever. I'm making music for how I feel. And it just happens to come out sounding like that. I have a distinct type of voice when I rap, so I can, I can, I guess I can respect people comparing me. You know, he's a great artist, so it's better to be compared to somebody great than somebody whack. That's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. You know? Now, um, had you ever considered, um, you know, incorporating any gospel into your um, into your rap and your hip hop? Because I've, uh, I've been yeah. hearing a lot of Christian rap that sounds really excellent, and um, I would like to see more people start, you know, doing tracks like that. So, have you done anything like that? I haven't. I haven't done anything like that recently, but I have been thinking about, you know, taking my music that direction eventually. Because I, I definitely grew up in the church. My mom was in the choir all my life, you know, or most of my life. So I definitely have that, that foundation. And I, I actually used to write gospel raps when I was younger. Okay. That's cool. Now, what do you what do you think about classic hip-hop, you know, like uh, coming from 
from folks like Digital Underground and the Wu-Tang Clan and old Snoop and old Ice Cube and, you know, I mean, going all the way back, you know, Tupac. How do you how do you feel about that, and then how do you feel about the way the music is now? Do you see there's still some classic in there, or do you think they need to keep incorporating the classic with the, with the new music? Uh, me personally, I prefer the classic, you know, more intellectual hip hop than the, the like dance party hip hop, you know. But I feel like hip hop is just in the transition, you know. It's been some years since that intellectual hip hop was really hitting the scene, and now people are kind of just trying to transition it. But I feel like if you could if you could bring that intellectual hip hop and mix it in with these with these dance type of beats that people are using and just keep a keep a consistent content of what you're talking about and actually have a message in your stuff with those different beats, then it could be something good. There's a lot of artists that do that out there too and I respect that. Yeah, I do too. And I've heard a few things. And I like when somebody comes out and they throw in some really classic music, not not even hip hop, but like like this song that's out now with um, Nas and Gil Scott Heron. Um, I really like that song. It's called New York Is Killing Me. And yeah. when I first heard the song, it was without Nas, and I was listening to it, and I liked the beat and the, the flow and the energy in it, which is kind of mellow but soulful. And the first person I could think of to be in it uh, was Nas. So I sent an uh, email out to Gil Scott Heron and told him that I liked the track. And I think it would uh, really be phenomenal if he put Nas on there. So I'm not saying that he did it because I sent him an email, but I know mm-hmm. I got the track again, and he had Nas on it. And I really like that song. I like that song. (laughs) But what I want to do is I'm going to play another song of yours. It's called Write It Out. I want you to tell me about that one. We'll go ahead and play it, and then we're going to um, come back, you know, with a a commercial. And then I want to throw out that song by Nas just so everybody can hear that too. So how how did you come up with uh, Write It Out? Um, Pretty much uh, they sent the track over to me, and – I vibed out to it for a few days, you know, get the feel of the track. And um, I just ended up thinking, like, all right, let's just base it off this hook, listen to the hook, and just uh, just vibed out to it and came out with a hot track. You know, the hook was already laced for me, so all I had to do was just drop my, my little spice on the track. And so I just uh, I tried to I tried to take my time on it just because it was a Lloyd track. You know, I didn't want to just go in just fresh as soon as I got it, I wanted to wait it out and see what I can come up with. Because I might have scrapped, I think I might have scrapped like three or four versions of that before we got to that specific version. Okay. And that's a question I'm going to ask of you later about what happens with the ones that you start off with but you don't use those. What do you do with those? But I'll ask you that in a minute. Let me go ahead and put it on that track. Write it out, folks, featuring Lloyd. And we'll be right back. I've got some treats for you. And we'll be back with Ricky. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
ride it out Girl of my dreams, tell me where have you been hiding now? You swear that you the baddest on the scene But I bet you look better riding passenger to beam So I would love to put you on my team And if you playing well, that could put you in a ring Huh. But let's approach things calmly Smoke like green till we both like zombies I be on the searching Mission for a person That could be the Mrs. Me Only if she worth it She don't need mine Got her own shit working So when we hit the malls It be both us flirting you get one of these right here your own custom audio commercial yes yes that's what this is a commercial hot quality professional <laughs> this is what we do fully produced yeah zing zappers bombs whatever 60 second commercial for only 60 bucks Unheard of. <laughs> that's right 60 seconds for only 60 bucks to make it better i'll give you an option yeah you can take the 60 seconds or you can get two 30-second spots for 60 bucks. Hey, get the bang for your buck. What you might need audio for? <clears throat> Let me tell you. Mixtape promo, website intro, flash movie intro, television commercials, your record release party, radio ads, or if you're just feeling braggadocious on MySpace. I got you. Oh, you want some examples, huh? Club Spot, Molezy Productions presents Noche Caliente. Promo. It's a mixtape that the South has been waiting for. From the long away, highly anticipated. Trap Ambassador himself, DJ Tara. And also trailers. Yeah, movie trailers. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> Bring on the movie, dude. In a church that was totally in a mess. Well, you get the point. Right now, get high quality, professional, fully produced. 60 or 230 second commercial for only 60. 60. 60 bucks. 
I'm not going to tell you when, but this definitely is not going to last forever. So email us right now at voiceovers at duetcustomdesign.com. That's voiceovers at duetcustomdesign.com. Or call 352-258-8426. That's 352-258-8426. Now, I played that because 
what I like to see is when there's a collaboration between uh, people who are considered classical greats like Gil Scott Heron. And, I mean, I even like to see somebody work with Herbie Hancock, you know. I like mm-hmm. to see the show the respect to the old, um, the beauty of, of music itself, but coming from the old style that doesn't get popularized the way everything now is getting popularized. I like to see collaborations like that happen, other than when they do something special for, you know, tribute on a BET Awards or something like that. I want to see people really work together and do stuff like that. Now, do you have anybody from that era that you would really want to work with and just put something together with? Um. I'm not. I'm not too sure yet. You know, I have to. I have to do some more listening to some more people. But I'm. I'm sure I would definitely collab with a lot of those people because I'm the type of person that likes more stuff from that era than like than like collabing with maybe some some '80s acts or something like that. Right. Right. Okay. So now, um, what what other things do you have planned for yourself? Um. All right. We have um, we got the R Word mixtape out right now, and we we really trying to promote that right now. We're trying to promote that heavy into the summertime. We have um, my track Money and Girls. We're we're trying to shoot a video for that by the summertime, featuring um, my homie Spark Dog, and uh, we're trying to get Fabulous on that for the video version. So just stay tuned for that. And um, we got my joints. More records coming with uh, Lloyd, and then we have my record coming with the Game, and then we have. Records coming soon with some other collabs, you know. We have placements coming soon, you know, a lot. I'm going to be producing for some people, so just just stay tuned. I'm going to be the guy behind the scenes that's in front of the scenes at the same time. <laughs> well, that's how I like it. You know, I like to see you doing a lot of that. And um, I like to see you, you know, progress your career into all aspects of the entertainment industry, you know. And then coming out here to um, – really be like a, a role model for the the artists that are trying to get where you are today, you know, just showing them the ropes and and helping them out. Now, we have a lot of um, showcases and things that are going on right now where we have the industry people come out and they listen to, um, you know, independent artists or up-and-coming artists. Uh, for consideration, we're getting signed for a deal probably in, you know, distribution and promotion or management or whatever is available. Um, a lot of people get turned away because of certain things, but, you know, they spend a lot of money to get to that point, to, to yeah. be in front of that person. So mm-hmm. what kind of things do you think somebody should consider doing or that would help benefit them in getting the, to reach the goal they want, like getting signed or getting whatever to make the best impression? I'd say just just watch people that are already there and listen to how listen to their music like what they're making now watch how they carry themselves you know and like when you meet people of a higher stature just try not to be a groupie and a fan just talk to them with casual conversation you know that that's how I seem to approach things I I rather approach things like how's everything going you know any projects you're working on you know how was your weekend? Just just simple stuff like that. If you don't approach them on a on a more please sign me, please work with me type of level, then they'll they'll be more likely to work with you because you don't 
you didn't approach them on the level that all them other people did. Right, that's true. Because there's still people, they're just regular people, and they just have a cool job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, all it is. You know, I mean, you don't have to kiss any butt, but you can be yeah. respectful of their place in the industry since they may be the one who makes that decision whether you get a yay or a nay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have we have something coming up later this month with Jermaine Dupree and um, Mike Bivens and Stephanie Mills actually coming out too um, to listen to people. Okay. So, have you ever had to stand in front of any major artists that were like people you admire and just you know perform in front of them? Um, no, I actually have not. I haven't had to do that yet because like I, I'm coming from Colorado, so out in Colorado there's there's not too much contact with anybody big, like no big artists like that, but. Like, I've had, I've gained relationships with a few industry people, you know, just as some as some cool stuff. So if I was to have to present some music to them, I wouldn't be, like, nervous or anything like that. You just, you just got to be confident, like, with whoever you show your stuff to. That's the main point. If you're confident in it, then it makes everything so much easier for yourself, self-esteem. That's right. Now, how would you advise someone who gets approached by, say, a major artist to, um, you know, to write something for them or produce something for them? How would you advise them to handle the situation, you know, especially with the legalities, with all these people getting sued and stuff, you know, for music, uh, copyright infringement, things like that? How would you advise somebody to approach a situation? Get everything in writing first. Don't just go off a of word of mouth. If somebody says, hey, I want you to write something for me, and then you're like, yep, no doubt, and you just go ahead and write them something and send it right over. Just that that's not gonna work. Just make sure you get some kind of some kind of note in writing or something that that actually shows that they said yes, I wanted them to write this, and I'm gonna release it on so and so date. You know, but but the main thing is you you need to have an attorney or somebody to draw up a, a legal agreement between you and whoever you're writing for. Like it might. It might get you hype at first that they're just like, yeah, so-and-so wants me to write something for him, so blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, once once the track is written, don't just send it out. If you're going to send them anything, send them just a, a small snippet. Don't send them the full thing. Just send them something to show like, yes, I did write this, you know. I'll send you more if you can agree to this agreement right here, if you if you do choose to pick this. Just don't. Don't just go straight for, all right, I wrote this, they have it, now I'm going to wait and get some money because it's not going to work like that. Right. That's some really good advice right there. I hope everybody's listening. Don't get all hyped and excited. Oh, my God, they want me to write a song for them. You know, <laughs> I'm going to just go right in and do it. You got to think first. You gotta, first thing you ought to do is calm down. Calm mm-hmm. down. That's another person. This is business. They didn't mm-hmm. come to you and say, let's hang out, let's do drink. You know, I want you to marry my cousin. It's nothing like that. It's all mm-hmm. business. So take that business. business mind with you when you go. They're not your person. friend. That's right. You don't know them. They don't know you. It's not your friend. Uh, right. They can <laughs> invite you with the limo. They can have you over at their crib. You know, they you know. can, you know, give you all kind of goodies or whatever. Don't don't be sweet. Just huh. keep it. Don't don't fall into the traps. Just money. <laughs> keep keep money the motive. <laughs> Real talk. Because right. everything is business. So 
if somebody's trying to just show you everything, that's all well and good. You know, you can take advantage of all the nice things they're trying to show you or whatever, but don't let that sway you into just giving away a hit, potentially. That's right. And this happens to so many people out there. And sometimes if you don't have anything in writing anywhere, and especially if you hadn't even copyrighted your own work, it's pretty hard mm-hmm. to prove that that is not theirs, it's yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. have money to get a lawyer out there to say it's not yours. They, they just met you in the club. You know, oh, yeah. you just got to protect yourself no matter what the situation because mm-hmm. anybody I mean, can say anything. Like, words are just words. Right. If, if somebody said, um, yeah, I wrote Rick Jules' song, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, where's that? <laughs> oh, no, I wrote it, but I don't have it anymore. Like, nah, that's not going to fly. If you if you don't have a contract saying, yes, Rick Jules accepted these lyrics for blah, 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 <laughs> then there's nothing, <laughs> you know? Right. But at the same time, that's so, why I don't take ghostwriters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's it's terrible that people are the way they are at sometimes, you know, where you can't trust everybody that you come in contact with. And, and even mm-hmm. as nice as they may seem, it might be some ulterior motive or something to something they're doing. So you just really, like I do, I meet a lot of people and, they, you know, I'm nice. And I'm originally nice. I'm not being nice for any particular reason. I don't benefit for being extra nice. You know, I will benefit from yeah. God. He ain't going to strike me down with a lightning. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's basically all I will benefit out of it. But I run into a lot of people that are nice and then turn out to be not so nice. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just say observe everybody that you come in contact with. You don't have to feel like they all out to get you, but just observe actions and words and situations mm-hmm. and see, you know, what's going on so that you you ain't clouded. You can't have yeah. a cloud of mind when you deal with people, you know. you gotta, you got to have a discerning females. spirit about people. That includes them females that yeah, come across, word. oh, you're a star now. I lo- I've loved you ever since whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know? Cause I like, see yeah, my phone never was ringing oh. with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I see these dudes out here with these beautiful women, and I'm like, I know darn well that dude wasn't ain't nobody like that before he <laughs> did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just try to tell people, you know, you have to be wary of everybody around you and just keep your mind focused. And if you want to be successful, you don't want to have a one-hit wonder, then you got to do your homework, get yourself educated, don't spend your money all up in one place, and keep in mm-hmm. mind that when you do get that advance, that's a loan. It is exactly. not your money. Exactly, it's not yours. You got to pay that right back, and you don't even know when you're going to pay it back because it comes out of your check. You know, and like I would say to people, you know, find out exactly what your budget needs to be for your your album that you had to deal for. Like you mm-hmm. have to go see how much it's gonna cost to do everything, like to pay the people that's working with you. And I mean everybody, from like the manager on down to the person who's gonna pick your clothes up from the cleaners. You know, mm-hmm. you you need to figure out your entire budget and compare that to how much you got for that advance. When you do that, you're probably gonna see that that advance is not covering everything. Oh, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, well, damn, and, and next month I'm going to probably be a little bit poor, you know, after That's everything right. is paid for. 
Right. And and don't they do loners? Don't they do loners to people to make them look all fly, you know, with the jewelry and the clothes and the cars? Oh, and the yeah. Of course. Like, <laughs> people don't believe it. Tell them about it. Sponsor for the video, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the time, you gonna, of course, if the artist is on TV, you're going to see the artist fly, you know what I'm saying? You're probably going to see the artist icy. You're going to see the artist in a nice car. Because it's the demeanor that an artist is supposed to have, supposedly, you know? So that's that's what they want to present to you, and that's what people want to see in an artist. So that's what they see on TV. But some artists, you might see something completely different when you, if you catch them on the street, you know? They might just look really like a regular person that you would run into every day. Mm-hmm. Especially the Minus girl. the jewelry, all that. Oh, I've seen some female artists, and I was, oh. That can't be her. That cannot be her. Oh, I I'm need to sure. take it off. My stylist. Oh. See? <laughs> See? I wonder what thing, what money can make you look like. You know? That's right. The label can I have you people, looking right. It is. It's true. I think what happens is people, a lot of people who are actually getting that big break come from disadvantaged homes where they don't have a whole lot and they look mm-hmm. forward to doing this as a way to get out of the situation they were in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you get so excited when you see all that money coming at you. Like, you don't realize it's not really a whole lot of money and it's not going to cover everything. But it's like, not all yours. But it's more than that 50 cent you just had in your pocket. You're mm-hmm. going to think that that's plenty or you got more coming. You know, you're really exactly. confident in yourself that you're going to be doing so well that it's going to keep on coming. Can you share mm-hmm. with um, people about how, you know, sometimes if uh, that artist is not doing what they're supposed to do within that agreement, how they can get dropped and then oh, yeah. left out there with nothing? Yeah, you, you just left out the dry. But, uh, yeah, like, really, when it comes down to stuff like that, a lot of artists don't realize that. Like, they're just looking at, all right, I'm signed to a label. I'm signed to a big label, actually. They got me shooting this big video. I got a big budget. But at the same time, once your album drops, you might be big in debt because of all the money you've been spending that you thought you had that you didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and if you're out there spending money and not working, which which is what your advance is really for, is to put you to work, get you in the studio, you know, get tracks cut, producers, et cetera. That's what it's for. It's not necessarily for buying a house and a car, you know. That's right. Because if you go out and just, all right, I just got a $400,000 advance, I'm going to go get a car and a house. And then they're like, all right, you need to get in the studio. And then they go to tap into your account for the studio, and your, your money's already low because of the stuff that you've already bought. So now you have to settle with D-grade producers and C-grade producers instead of, you know, you want to work with Swizzy and, and Timbo on your album, but now you only got money for, you know what I'm saying, whoever, somebody would know that. That's right. That's right because they, they give you that money because they know that it's expensive to go to those big names to get the best production that you can get. You know, you can't mm-hmm. go do no bargain basement shopping or no producers if if you were a major label, they just gonna ask you you crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and not like you ain't gonna get nowhere with that, and you're just gonna owe somebody something. So I mean, exactly. Fortunately, and a lot of people we live have the rest of their lives owing. Right, 
owing a lot. It's like you become a slave to that to that label because mm-hmm. you got to pay that debt back. And now mm-hmm. you have to do whatever they tell you to do, be whoever they want you to be, mm-hmm. and sing or whatever whatever they ask you to do. And in fact, when you go in empty pocketed, that's basically what's happening anyway. You yeah. just really they're in control. Yeah, they make you what what they see you as, not what you feel you are. You know, some, now, some people good, get lucky and just get to be them, you know? <laughs> yeah, and some people just get lucky. Some people, everybody's not ludicrous. Everybody's not, you know, LL Cool J. Because I know mm-hmm. he's had his hard time, but he's come out of it with really, you know, great opportunities with acting and, you know, doing his own thing. And, and I'm sure he, he has clothing lines and all this other stuff, you know. And people mm-hmm. look at all that thinking they're going to be able to do that too. But I'm sure it didn't come easy to them to have those opportunities. It's just the hard work that you put in it will keep mm-hmm. you in everybody's face so they want to look forward to seeing you do a lot of different things, you know. It doesn't happen okay. for everybody. You know, you might end thing up going is, The thing about this person. is this is still a job. Right. At the end of the day. So you still gonna have to work. Like everything isn't just go to the studio, get faded, make some tracks, party. It's not about that all the time, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna have to be putting in hours doing a whole lot of stuff that you probably don't even wanna do. Mhm. And then now, comes the shows, have, all that. I have never heard any like controversy with your name attached to it. So Tell us how you kind of keep yourself geared away from that type of uh, stigma because a lot of people, every time you turn around, TMZ in their backyard or, you know, um, there's something about them in source or whatever, something negative or there's a fight breaking out at an award show. How do you keep yourself clear from that controversy? Like me, I'm I'm the type of person, I'm a homebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm always at home working on music. You know, I'm not, I'm not out anywhere doing something that I shouldn't be doing, anywhere that I can get caught up doing something that I shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not the type of person to just have a problem with somebody just because, you know, so I'm not just going to shout somebody's name out on a record or, you know, run up on somebody on the street like, I don't like you, I don't like your music, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because if nobody's coming at me, I'm not coming at them. But at the same time, if somebody comes at me, I will get on the defense and defend, but... I'm not that type of person to just instigate something like that. I like to just chill, be the mellow dude. You know, I'm real quiet in public places, you know what I'm saying, because I just observe. You know, I'm not one to just be the loud mouth of the room. Mm. So now how important to you is image in this industry? Um, I, feel, I feel like it could be it could be very important. Like as far as the industry goes, as far as like what labels feel and like TV, it's very important. So, like, if you if you have a good image before a deal, then, you know, that, that's even better for you during the deal and after your deal because there, that opens up the doors for other things that you can do, you know, because if, you, if you're a rapper and you look like a rapper and you just mad grimy all the time and your your whole demeanor is just griminess, then that's they're going to put you in that box of griminess. So that's that's only going to keep you so far. But if your image is like, you could be the clean cut, you know, you could be the, the badass, I guess, you know. If you have, if you have a versatile image about yourself or about something that they could, they could mold you or something like that, then, then you're good. 
you know, there's a lot of opportunities for you. So definitely maintain your image. You know, start it right now even if you're even if you're not in the game yet. Just start maintaining your image. Because when people see you, that's their first impression. If you look like brokenness and you look like unsuccessfulness, that's what they're going to assume about you. But if you look like success, they're going to assume you're successful, even if you're not. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. How do you feel about um, when people call uh, an artist that kind of cross over into something different um, and they and they call them sellouts, like the way they used to treat Will Smith and talked about Queen Latifah and probably talking about other artists that are like coming out of this whole this whole particular image and going into the next one with movies and things like that. How do, how do you feel about the way people depict those folks as being sellouts? People are just, they're selling themselves short to call people like that sellouts because they're accomplishing a lot. And I guess you could, you could definitely call them sellouts because they sell out stores, you know, they sell out autograph signings, they sell out tours, so... Yeah, if, if that's what they're talking about by a sellout, I'll be a sellout too. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I feel like if if your if your hand is in everything and you're acting, you're writing, you're producing, you're on whatever some some cartoons, whatever you're doing, the more that you're doing, the more money you're gonna make, and the less that you're doing, less money you're gonna make. So if you want to call somebody that's making a lot more money a sellout, then you're just selling yourself short. And that is absolutely true because I I I said the same thing that I'll be a sellout if I do all that stuff. Uh, I'll be a sellout. Now if somebody asked you know? me some gossip dog on question in here. Let me see. <laughs> Ask him, are you this? Are you what is that? Taylor, you ain't talking about that skank Taylor. They said, are you Taylor's oh, baby's daddy? Because Gabe oh. tweeted that you were. No, 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 I am not Tila's baby's daddy. I am not. It is false. The rumors are clear. Rick Jules is not Tila's Tequila's baby's daddy at all. That could have been somebody at the Don Nichols store for all we know. You know, she can get around. You know, she can get around. Yeah, like a circus. Oh, man. No, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could finally crazy. get on radio and clear that up, though, because I, yeah, I was supposed to clear that rumor up a long time ago. <laughs> that girl crazy as I don't know what. She crazy in yeah. the White House, Cornell. Yeah, she, <laughs> she mad crazy for that. That had my that had my computer going crazy for like a week and a half. Whenever Game tweeted that about me, yeah, that had I think he was had a lot of stuff away. going on. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to get him on the show. I'm going to get him on the show, and I'm going to ask him myself, because, I mean, I have some questions. I got some, some, some bones to pick with him anyway, so I'm going to get him on here and ask him myself. For anybody else out there that's talking to him or tweeting with him, tell Gabe he need to get up on here on MZ and Indie Radio and clear his own stuff up. That's what he need to do. <laughs> you know, because it's not me. Because I'm trying to, I mean, I've seen him doing some stuff, and, uh, I've, you know, I've I've kind of admired a lot of stuff he's done. So I hope he ain't trying to get into that little crazy stuff, starting that gossip. You know, come on now. We already had that from 50, walk around looking mm-hmm. like, you know, Frenchie. 
so we can't. <laughs> I'll play that gossip. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, they can't pick nobody better than that. I rather somebody say he was Nicki Minaj's baby daddy or something, you know? They should all be both making some money, right? <laughs> yeah. At least. Their own money. Now, let me ask you, what, since... You know, controversy and gossip and and all kind of crazy stuff kind of follow a lot of artists, especially the more successful you are. And the next thing you know, they end up on a reality show like Lisa Ray's on right now or like Chili's on right now and like Tiny and Toya. Do you see a reality show of some sort in your future? Um. Yeah, but I, I don't see it as me looking for love, you know what I'm saying, or nothing like that. If, if I'm going to have a reality show, then it's going to be my my actual reality, you know what I'm saying. I'm not out here looking for a wifey and all that stuff. I'm just out here being a young dude on the grind trying to trying to make it. That's all I'm doing. So if there was a reality show for me, it would be based on that, my work ethic and, and everything I'm working on, not me trying to date a hundred women, you know what I'm saying, two hundred women, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's something I haven't seen yet on either BET or MTV or VH1, um, coming up with the best beat. How come they haven't done a show on coming up with the best beat, you know, or a hit maker? They should call it, like, hit maker mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, it's have, it's like, the best producers. producers. <laughs> yeah, the, the best producers working with a new producer to come up with something. Now, if anybody mm-hmm. listening from BT or whatever, you know, y'all can steal my idea if you want to, because if you don't hurry up and do something with it, I will. I'm about to go to L.A. and have a meeting with some BET folks, so if y'all don't take it now, you're losing your chance. But uh-huh. come up with something called Hitmaker or something like that and have the best producers working with some new producers to put a song together with the hottest beat and to get it out there. I would love to see something like that. I'd like to see you in something like that. Yeah, that would be something I would, I would like to be a part of, something like that, you know, because that's that's what music is really about anyway, you know, showing showing the next the next generation the ropes, you know. So, that's right, because young need some lessons. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can only do so much. We feel like we know a lot that we're doing, but if we was actually put in the position with somebody that's been doing it for like 10 plus years, then we can definitely learn a lot more. Oh, my God, I got another rumor. What is that with you? Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Your boy, he said, let me see, the most recent rumor is that you smashed Angela Simmons and Bow Wow, slapped you at a club in Miami. What? <laughs> what? What? Where did, that, tall, where did this rumor come from? I don't know. How tall are you? I'm like five eight. All right. Well, I think Bauer's still like five four, so I don't know how. Yeah, that nigga's way shorter than me, and he's not slapping me in my face. He might have punched (laughs) in the stomach, but (laughs) yeah, might have slapped my kneecap or something, but uh, not slapping me in the face. Oh, that's a wild one. I haven't heard that one. That's crazy. No, that that's completely false as well. That is false. I'm going to have a nice little segment in my show from now on. And rumor, wow. is this rumor or not? You know, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wow. And it's funny stuff, too. It's like something you put in a comic book because, you know, it, it's the 
hear like in the on the news with the police involved and everything because it would just be too funny. Yeah, like, oh, it wouldn't. Yeah, he exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. Oh wait a minute, he's saying, did you smash Angela or not? No, clear it up. Not. I've not had the pleasure to meet her, but when I do, whatever <laughs> you know. But I've not had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting her yet. <laughs> that's funny. I know. Now, is there a female artist that's out there that you can see yourself doing a really nice collaboration, you know, maybe somebody that you might even do a little personal collaboration with? Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, Sierra's really up there since that ride video came out, you know what I'm saying? So she's she's up there with it, you know, and like A-Marie as well. I would like to do something with Anne-Marie. Yeah, I love me some Anne-Marie. And I love Sierra. Then I thought Sierra was doing some kind of Broadway thing, and I didn't hear any more about it. So maybe it's, I don't know, Mama, I, I want to sing or something like that. But oh, yeah. and she's changed her image, then come back to the, to the previous image, and now she's changing it again. So I don't know. I guess it's just gross. It's a gross spurt. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the girl's talented. She's really talented, and um, I'm just glad she's not a tomboy anymore. Yeah, me too. Me too. Then <laughs> <laughs> she can wear them fly shoes and all these things. You know, I'm all that. For fashion tips. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, have you um have you done any touring, and do you have any coming up? Um, I have not done any touring yet. You know, we are definitely in the works trying to figure out some shows, you know, some locations and stuff like that. But Rig Jewels will definitely be coming to a town near you sooner than later, you know. Well, make sure you come Just to Philly. Make oh, sure you come I, I got to come to Philly. You know, I, I, gotta, I got some cool people out there in Philly. It's my hometown. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff out here, so... You know, you gotta hit me up so we can put you on the on the list with everybody else. Cause uh, I have, I actually want to mention to the audience that um, I'm actually starting a contest called For the Love of Hip Hop, and it's based on independent artists putting together um, some tracks that are using a lot of the you know classic hip hop styles and mixing it mm-hmm. with the new styles into something that sends a positive message. I don't want no crap put together for the stripper worship and <laughs> I don't want you know, because I'm not into that, and I don't want nothing that's just talking about the latest drink and the latest mm-hmm. dance move. You know, I want something that sends a message because everybody should know we got some issues going on with our world right now, and we don't have to just focus on the president, but there's a lot of stuff we can focus on. So I want everybody out there to put something together and send me um, your MP3 to mznindyradio at gmail.com. And also, if you have a video, send the link to your YouTube video or the actual video file to my email address. It should be no longer than three minutes, and please be dressed, fully dressed. And please do not have people in the background waving at the camera. This is not a news story. Um, I just want to see some quality work because I'm actually going to be showing those videos and letting um, some very well-known major old-school artists 
listen because whoever wins the contest is actually going to get to perform with the likes of people like Kumo D and Rob Bass and Curtis Blow and Two Live Crew and Digital Underground, my boy Money B, uh, a lot of other folks, and even some girls. We, we want to get Spinderella in there. We want to get Sugar T in there. We want to get some other folks in there. So you'll get the opportunity to perform with them on stage, but it's not just going to be this one-time concert. It's going to be a national uh, concert uh, um, it's actually going to be streamed live on the Internet, so the entire world is going to see this. So you have to give me some good quality stuff, and don't send me no crap. And, and please keep a radio edit version and a non-radio edit. I can play whatever you want on the Block Talk radio, but, you know, the regular radio, you can't be cussing on there. So try to give me a nice radio edit and um, send that to me as soon as you can. The contest actually is going to start on the 15th of May until June the 15th. Um, and, and June the 30th is when I'm going to make a decision on who is going to be um, accepted to perform. So it's going to be at least three to five people pick. So, you know, do your best. And if you can collaborate with other folks, rock stars, whoever. So I just want to throw that out. Any of you major artists who are interested in participating, please also email me. Uh, we are looking for participants and sponsors and whoever else wants to perform. Um, that is what we are looking for. I have another question for you. And let me see, make sure it's not another gossip. <laughs> It says, how is the scene in your eyes at the moment on stage? Hold on, what's the question? I'm sorry. It says, how is the scene in your eyes at the moment when you're on stage? I guess they want to know, what are you seeing when you're on stage? Oh, okay, like my point of view? Yeah. You know, I, I, I see a, a sea of people, you know what I'm saying, grooving to something I created with my hands, really. That's what I see. I see I see pretty ladies in the crowd, you know what I'm saying? I'm only looking at the pretty ladies anyway. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of those out there. You know, I, I have seen some hating faces in the crowd as well, but, you know, that just makes, that makes me go even harder on stage. Okay. So that, I guess that is that question. And um, now the question I have for you, is is there anything that you do in particular before you go on stage that gives you the more relaxed mood before you go out? Because I know everybody's a bit nervous when they go out there, but what is it that you do to calm yourself or to relax yourself before you go out on stage? Um, before I go out, I just gotta I gotta listen to my stuff like repeatedly because me personally, I have very bad memory, so. <laughs> I have to continue to listen to my songs to make sure I don't miss any lyrics when I'm on stage, you know. And I, I'm not going to lie, I have forgot lyrics before, and, and since then I have started listening to my songs, like, a lot before I perform. And that seems to help me okay. and give me more confidence on stage because I'm comfortable about what I'm going to say. Okay. That's cool. And um, what is it that you would advise other people when they, let's just say you have a new artist that's about to open for a major artist. What kind of advice would you give that person? Just just stay calm. Just focus on yourself. You know, don't don't look too hard in the crowd. Just keep, just, if anything, just look out. Look past the crowd. 
Because if you're looking past the crowd, you're in your you're in your own zone. So you're only focusing on everything that you have to do. You're focusing on your lyrics, and you're not focusing on, you know, people's eyes rolling in the crowd, somebody walking away, or whatever, you know. Because it might happen. So just just stay focused. Stay focused on you. Don't worry about everybody else. If they like you, they like you. If they don't, whatever. You know, it happens. It's life. That's some good advice right there. I mean, you you really are full of advice tonight, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being open and honest about, you know, your opinions about everything because people need to hear some real talk from the artists that are already in there doing the thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks will get on stage at some little webinars or something and make up some stuff and come dressed in a suit or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and act like, oh, it's just a, it's a pleasure ride, you know, when it's not. Yeah, we need to make not. sure everybody knows that it's not the best thing in the world for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be open-minded and just expect the worst before you even get to the best. Because if you think everybody's going to be treating you all sweet and cute and all that, it's not going to happen. You're going to get your feelings mm-hmm. hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I like to tell people. Just It's just almost like going to work for the corpor- corporations out here. <laughs> I mean, Word. They the same. They're really the same because they're all about business, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even gonna go into this this rumor here about you and uh, Berg, so we gonna leave that one. Ah, uh, we got more rumors. Oh, now man. if you want to talk about it, you can do that, but I ain't going there. Let, let me know. Let me know what it say. What what does it say? Uh, let me see. It just says to ask you about Berg. So what's up with you and Berg? Asking me about Berg. There's there's nothing up. You know what I'm saying? I I produced. A couple of joints for him on his on his Twitter music joint. The first one that he dropped, the volume one, and um, you know I had I contacted him. You know I got his contact or whatever, and uh, I drove out to California actually, and he was like, yeah, you know if you come out here just hit me up because I had his BBM. So he was like, if you just come out here hit me up, whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. you know came out here. We we drove all the way out to L.A and all this, but it wasn't just for that specific reason. I was just out here for other reasons. But we did end up being in L.A., and uh, I hit him up. He was like, yeah, come through the pad, whatever, whatever. And then I happened to see him later on that night at the club, and he was acting like he didn't know me. So I was like, you know, whatever. So from then on, I just stopped sending dude beats, you know what I'm saying? He can keep doing what he's doing. I ain't knocking nobody. But, you know what I'm saying, all I'm saying is artists out there, just keep it real, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got a lot to kick it. It's all good. You know, if you if you... If you really want somebody to connect with you and you really want to link up with somebody, do that. If not, don't don't make up something. Don't tell people what sounds cool. Tell them tell them the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real. That's all that is, though. But you know what I'm saying? I respect what he's doing. <laughs> all right. I hope we're done with them rumor questions. I hope so too. <laughs> That's not my thing on this show. When you got some some beef with people, or if you got some issues with people, or there's some little TMZ story going on around you, I don't feed into that because I I if you come on the show and you tell me I want to talk about this, I want to clear this up. That's one thing, but um I'm not going to go to you with it now. This was a question from somebody I believe you're familiar with, but uh, <laughs> he just wanted to get it out there that clear stuff up publicly, you know, since now we turn this into a forum. So, but I guess that's cool. You were very honest about it, and you didn't go off. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, you know what I'm saying? I'm not tripping about nothing, you know what I'm saying? I got health, I got money in my pocket, 
You know what I'm saying? Everything is good. I ain't tripping off of nothing nobody else is doing. That's right, and you shouldn't because everybody, it's enough room in the industry for everybody, and it's room for more people. And some folks just need to realize that, you know, we're not running out of no space. No, um, for the they're just trying to barricade. Right. You know, it's just like, it's just crazy. Now, I did have a question, and a lot of people were asking me this about um, radio promotion and, and the radio play. It, how hard or easy is it for you to get radio play as opposed to somebody else that you know that is not getting it? You said what's what's difficult about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'll say this: when I first started, nobody wanted to give me any radio play because, like, when you start, it's it's about buzz. At the at at the same time, all in the industry, it's about your buzz. You know, if people want to hear you on the radio, then people will play you on the radio. You know, if people like your music, enough people to persuade somebody to play your music on the radio, then they'll play it. But, like, if you come out and you're just, like, say you just started rapping last year, you just came out with your first single two months ago, but it's not under a label, you recorded it at your crib, you know, you made the beat on it and, and all that kind of stuff, you're least likely to make it to the radio, you know, so just build build your buzz up. Make people want you. Make people want to hear you. And that's that's an easier way to get to the radio. I'm not saying it's impossible to make it to the radio your first time, but I'm I'm saying don't just shoot for I'm gonna be on the radio with this first single. Mhm. And I and I've said that to a lot of artists that I come across because I actually help promote artists and I provide a lot of um PR services and especially building the buzz and helping them build the fan base. And um, I find that that is one of the most important things to do because those are the people who are actually going to buy your music. So why not, you know, make it available to them? Why not let them be the ones to judge whether they're going to listen to you or not instead of just jumping right up there on a radio show if you got, yeah. like, a bunch of money and you want to pay your way in there, which you're not supposed to be doing, but some folks still do. Mm-hmm. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, you know, who is it that you really want to please the most? Is it the radio DJ or is it the fan who's going to the store and then they're going to tell all their friends and then all their friends tell their friends, you know, that's where you're getting your money from. So, you know, I just feel like um, some folks need to not be so overpopulating of the music where radio waves because I don't want to hear the same song like a gazillion darn times a day. I would like to hear the filtering of all the indie and underground artists that are out there. They're just as good as not better, and it just makes it hard. So now with, the, you know, the blessing of the Internet, you know, having all these social networking sites and all these different things that help people get their music out there on an independent level, have you considered, you know, just going straight independent and just doing it that way? Uh, yeah, I have considered that, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like what I'm doing right now is more independent than it is major. We just have, like, we just have a major backing it, you know what I'm saying, a major co-signing on it. But at the same time, we're we're grinding for self right now, you know. But that's that's the thing. That's what that's what keeps your hunger alive when you got to actually work hard for it and they don't just throw it in your lap like, here you go. So. Now, how important it is it to you to have a thorough team, and uh, who is it that you have on your team? 
Uh, it, it's key to have a, a good team behind you. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's, even if you you're not like a hundred people deep. You know what I'm saying? As long as you have a good circle with you, then you really can't go wrong. But the people that I have in my circle, um, I got my producers, Team Green. You know, we're uh, we're all over there. They were just signed under um, Shoddy Red's label, Beat Bangers, actually, and uh, they're part of my circle. You know, they they're the ones that helped me start producing. And then um, I got the group, the Doughboys, that I work with, and that's a that's a group that I worked with from Colorado, and we actually just moved out here to L.A. And um, also got a my my homeboy H Wood, which also goes back from uh, Colorado, and he's definitely doing his thing right now as well. So you know, our circle is definitely it's a good circle. It's a solid circle. It's a bunch of people that have the same mindset, and we all just trying to get ahead, trying to live out this dream. That's cool. Now, for management, you know, you have independent management or yours coming from a label? No, it's independent. It is independent right now. And what is it that you look for in a manager that you think is our key points for other people to consider when choosing a manager? When All right, I'll say this. Your manager should be able to do everything that you can't do or most things that you can't do because – as as one person, you can only do so much. You can only take stuff so far. And the manager, in my opinion, should be the person that's getting you your shows booked. You know what I'm saying? He's he's out there trying to get you features. You know, he's trying to get as much press as he can for you. He's trying to get your face out there, and he's trying to build up that buzz for you so that you're not just doing it all alone. You know, I feel like they should be, you know, getting you out to the not just your state, not just the nation, but even worldwide, you know, because with the Internet, it's not difficult to, to really get around. And as a manager, it's easier to talk to somebody than me trying to approach an artist like, hey, do you want to do a song with me? If you have your manager approach them like, yeah, I have an artist, you know, he's doing so-and-so, they, they word it much better. They can talk for you. You know, they can be the voice that you don't have as the, as the artist. Mm-hmm. Do you also have a publicist? Uh, me personally, I don't. I don't have a publicist. Okay. I'm you still think it's very important to have someone? <laughs> you think it's important <laughs> to have a person that, um, well, especially with all this rumor mill stuff coming up on yeah. you, do you think it's important to have a publicist? I do. And, like, the the thing is I don't have, like, an actual publicist. I have... I have somebody that kind of works at that same level, but we we just haven't put a title on it as publicist, but they pretty much do that same thing. Like, it's it's pretty much another voice for me, you know, that handles other things for me. Absolutely. And that's important because uh, that person, now, uh, what I see is a lot of people, a lot of artists trying to do everything on their own and micromanaging themselves instead of having, you know, a team placed in different areas of whatever part of the industry they need to get involved in. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be somebody local. It could be somebody in another area, um, somebody that's key right smack in the middle where all the business is happening, you know, like in L.A. or something. So I think it's important to have, you know, um, people who are really into each one of those areas that can help you and and stay connected and network with other people, so you can just continue to do your part and be mm-hmm. in the studio, come up with your music and all that, 
because those things are very important. Now, you you had to move from Denver to L.A. How was that transition for you? Um, it's, I'm, I'm still transitioning because, you know, Colorado is home. So um, it, was, it was cool, though. I'm, I was glad to leave Colorado, you know, to actually branch out and, and do something better with this music and something more productive than just making it, just making music. Now I'm actually, you know, going to school for music, to engineer music and stuff like that, and I'm learning more about the music industry while I'm out here. I'm gaining more connects out here, more contact, doing a lot of networking. So it's definitely a, a great thing to be out here instead of being in Colorado. <laughs> now, what part of um, California are you staying in? Like, you don't have to uh, tell me, like, exact location, but, like, what area? Uh, L.A., all the way to Hollywood. Do you find a, you know, really nice atmosphere, you know, like something that you would probably want to stay there for the long term? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> not out here. You know, like, it's cool, it's cool, but it's it's not home for me. You know, if once once I'm actually set and everything, I'll probably end up going back to Colorado and actually settling down out there and staying there. Because it's actually a nice, it's a nice place to raise a family out there. And it's a nice place, nice quiet place, you know, away from a lot of the busyness. And me, I'm not, I'm not really a person that just needs to be around a lot of busyness. I can just be chilling around a lot of quietness. All I need is music, you know. Now, are we going to see you uh, in a new episode of Cribs? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know. We we probably will be coming to Rick J's crib eventually, you know, down somewhere down the line. Because so I would definitely love to have MTV by the crib that I'll have at that time, you know. Because right now, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> not right now. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm living a student life out here, and I don't think cribs want to come through to the student life right now. <laughs> you know, I can keep it real though. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I, I think most of those houses are rented anyway. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it, and I'm not even the type of person that really needs a big old crib. You know, it's not even it's not even me. It's only one person. I need a bedroom, bathroom, studio. Now, see, but the way, the reason I think they're rented is because there's no way in this world they could have, um, you know, got the place looking clean like a model home. Just oh yeah. So. yeah, everything just be the perfection. Except for Redman's house. Now I know that was his. Oh yeah, see that was that was some real. That was some real that stuff. That was real. Right that was real. That's that a real house. You know, and I'm sure a lot of people's houses are really looking like that on the inside. <laughs> well, he might have did some renovations since that episode. You know, since. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Bed. Some new blinds, some big old raggedy blinds. And did you fix the bed yet? And <laughs> clean that bathroom and flush the toilet. <laughs> All be, that. For your TV, All that. You know? <laughs> All that. That was like an unexpected visit for him or something. I thought I was being pumped. <laughs> you know, like, is this really your crib, red man? <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch you in your drawers, you know. <laughs> you know, Santa toothbrush in your mouth and everything. 
I've seen some episodes that are, you know, pretty realistic looking, you know. Now, you know, older older artists that are like, you know, they just had houses like a display case, you know, after understanding being neat and all that because they're never home, you know. Yeah. But um, folks, you know, this is extravagant. Like 50's house, I know that was his house and all that, but um, it was just a showcase. And he probably don't even spend that much time in most of the house. There's one room oh, like yeah. the whole house. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you know. Now, do you have, speaking of 50, do you have any kind of beef with anybody that you, you're you going to end up showing up on YouTube and doing any kind of crazy videos on? <laughs> you know, I, I won't call that right now. You know, I'll, I'll call it. <laughs> I'll call it when when my my celebrity status is a little more up there. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't you don't want to burn any bridges before you build them. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm keep my opinions about certain artists to myself. You know, <laughs> so there's there's a few that I don't like, but you know it's, it's all good. I re, I respect everybody. I respect everybody's grind. I respect everybody who does music. But there's a lot that I, I don't like. But I, I'm not going. I'm not going. Go hard right, at them, you know. You don't have to. You don't have to. We understand. We everybody's, you know, got their own little choices, their own little favorites, and whatever. So you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to do all that. Now, yeah. MJ wants to say, "Hey, he the one out here asking me all these crazy questions." Uh, MJ was in the room with us in the chat room and is about to leave, but said, um, "What's up?" And I guess we'll talk to you later. Yeah, and um, now I have one final question for you. Um, is there any type of inspirational thought that you'd like to put into the heads of your fans and also into the heads of people who are looking up to you as a producer to be successful like you are? I would say, honestly, keep God first. Pray on everything, you know. Don't don't let anything just don't let anything just go by you. You know what I'm saying? If if there's an opportunity open to you, just pray on it. Don't just jump on that opportunity, you know, because there's there's other things that could potentially be out there for you. But pray on everything. Keep God first. You know, I'm not trying to beat people over the head with religion, but I'm just saying that's that's what I do. I keep God first. I pray on everything. You know, stay family-oriented because your family will be there for you when nobody else is. So as long as your family got love for you and you got a good relationship with God, then everything else will fall into place if you're really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody um, uh, remembers that you can download this episode um, as soon as the show is over. Like, give it a few minutes and you can download it. Just go back to my main page and scroll down to where you see Ricky's picture, and it'll have a little button where you can click on it to download it. It'll save directly into your computer, and um, you can play it on your iTunes or your iPod if you want to use it for reference later. And uh, also, there's a place in there where you can rate the show for me so you can tell whether you liked it or not. And also, um, if you would like to be on this show yourself, you can always send me a request at mdnd.com 
radio at gmail.com, mdnindieradio at gmail.com. I'll be happy to put any up-and-coming artists on the show, providing that you are sending me some really good material. When I say good, I mean it has to have some type of really good messaging, and it can't be some screaming stuff, and it can't be, you know, really derogatory towards women. I don't want to hear any more B words. Uh, I mean, maybe one. You could do one, but we're not going to have every other word be, because remember, there's a woman listening to this song. So, you know, those are the things that are just the key points of giving me some good music, and I'll be happy to give you some rotation on this show, and also when we get back on um, from our hiatus at Indie Radio AM, which is located in Philly on WNWR. Um, that is our commercial radio station in Philadelphia. So, Ricky, when you're in town, I'll be happy to have you come over and do a live interview with me and, um, you know, talk about some more stuff or whatever it is you're doing in Philly. And okay. uh, I want to thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope that I can forward, you know, you to some of my other radio hosts to help you in promoting the songs that you are out here promoting right now. Um, I look forward to making sure that you are everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love. Appreciate you having me on the show. Sure. It was it was no problem at all. I'm always happy to have some great talent on my show. And um, what I like to do is end the show with um, one of your songs. Um, I only got two of them, but that's fine. I'm going to play another one on here. Um, and then we're going to end my show with my theme song from the RZA. Uh, that I just love that song, the theme from Kill Bill. That uh, is yeah. my song. Uh, that is my song, and I'm, I'm waiting for RZA to get back to me so I can have him on the show. I want to um, talk to him about getting your music in the movies. Uh, he's doing so well doing that. So everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for joining us and sticking with us and um, enjoying our guests. And you can always come back when we have another show next week. Uh, I do believe we have something going on on Monday. So be sure to tune in. Make me a, fra- a favorite of yours and wish our guests well. So we're going to go and put on, let's see, I'm going to play Jealous. Just going to throw that on there because I really like that. And thank you so much. I hope you, your mom has a great Mother's Day and that you just give her all the hugs and kisses and things like that. I will, I will try. You know, we, we we got distance between us, but I will send her a mass text. <laughs> Of mad love you moms and all that. You didn't buy your mama no video phone yet. <laughs> you, you know my my mom is not up on technology. She just learned how to text this year. You know what I'm saying? So if <laughs> she sent me a video, it'd probably be black. She wouldn't know where the flash is at and all kind of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you get somebody to show her how to do it because there is nothing better, and I have three children of my own, there's nothing better than to see the face of your baby boy, no matter where he's at, just to know he's okay, and just to pretend you give him a, a nice little kiss on the cheek. So that would be a nice little suggestion for Mother's Day gift from me to you, for your mama, and for your mama, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for bringing this wonderful young man into the world. And for all of you out there, I am Ravenda with MCN Indie Radio here on Block Talk Radio, and we are out.
Can I go? How low 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 can I go